Hello there. This is the Crunchy Christian Podcast, a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I am a master herbalist, aromatherapist, author, speaker, blogger, and veteran homeschooling mama of four. You can learn more about how I can equip you to pursue God's best naturally at my website, julienaturally.com. And now, today's show. Hey everybody, it's Julie. I'm so glad that you're here to join me again today on the Crunchy Christian Podcast, where we have fun talking about everything growing and green that God has given us. And today, we're not going to be talking so much about the green growing things as we are about what they grow in. Uh, before we get started, just want to say special thanks to Julie Naturally, the sponsor of today's show. You can visit Julie Naturally at julienaturally.com and just click on Holistic Health to get a free healthy habits tracker. So today we are going to talk about composting. So how do we get started composting? What is compost? That kind of stuff. So compost is, it can be a few different things, but if it's animal compost, of course, we're familiar with that. That's animal waste products, usually from chickens or beef or rabbits or something. Uh, We have worm composting or vermiculture, vermicomposting, and that is the casings that the worms leave after they have gone through the soil and taken all the nutrients out that they need and leaving nutrient-rich soil behind. That's vermicomposting. But today we're going to talk mostly about vegetable composting. I do have some funny, a funny story about worm composting that I will share with you. And it's part of the reason why I don't do worm composting. Um, so first of all, what are some of the great things about using vegetable compost? Because that's what we're going to talk about mostly. Because vegetable compost is decomposed vegetables and plant matter that become soil. Soil is technically part minerals, like comes from, you know, ground up rocks, that kind of thing. And the other part of it is waste products and um, decomposed plant material. And the way that it becomes soil and not just sand and muck is that is the way that the organic uh, carbon molecules bind to each other. So we won't get into all of that technicality right now, but that's how it becomes soil. And the reason uh, we're going to talk about vegetable compost is because vegetable compost is super cheap to make. Anybody can make it themselves. You don't have to buy any special equipment, really, and you don't have to get bags of stinky animal waste in your car. You just you just keep your vegetable clippings, your peelings and your uh, grass clippings and your spent coffee grounds and you use that. So it's just basically recycling the way that God recycles. And he is the great recycler, right? So 
The other thing that I really like about vegetable compost and any compost really is that it improves the soil. It benefits the soil and that's how it helps our plants. So in contrast to fertilizer, which just benefits the plant by giving it specific minerals that encourage fast growth, um, by improving the soil with the compost, you benefit the plants for the long term, not just for this season, but for all seasons going forward. Uh, because you are encouraging all those beneficial bacteria and fungi and insects and little animals, you're encouraging them to have a home in the soil around the plants. And by having those things there, they do a lot of things that plants really need and love and help them to grow deep roots, tall, strong stems and, and leaves, produce lots of delicious fruit, and make them more disease resistant. Because plants don't make their own minerals. So they need to get the minerals from the soil. And that's why you know, fertilizer can help. But you can also get minerals from the soil because the microbes and fungi, all those good things, in the soil, when you improve the soil, those things will do the work instead. And they help to break down the soil and they attach themselves to the plant and make all those minerals available to the plant in the right proportions that the plant needs. So the plant can direct the show instead of us trying to direct the show by forcing more minerals than are maybe needed. So the animal life that we attract, like worms and insects and things in the soil, those help to create air pockets, especially the worms. They help to create air pockets in the soil that make oxygen available to the roots of the plant. So yes, plants do use oxygen, but they soak the oxygen in through the roots, not the leaves, of course. So they do use both carbon dioxide and oxygen. So there's the fast fact for today too. <laughs> um, what are some of the differences between vegetable compost and worm compost? Now, obviously, worm compost is made by worms and vegetable compost is made by vegetables. But there are some other differences um, that can help us decide which one we really need. Because worm composting gives you good compost a lot faster and it produces from those, even the littlest amount of casings, you can make a compost tea that can benefit your plants very quickly. Vegetable composting can take a long time to get enough to benefit your plants and to begin to change the soil composition in your yard where you would have your plants growing. Um, but worm composting requires a special kind of worm. 
You can't just go out to your yard and dig up a bunch of earthworms and put them in a bucket and, you know, start feeding them your scraps. That's not how that works. Um, it is a special kind of worm. And you need to make sure that you have a very large bin for these worms and a special screen so that the casings can fall through and you can collect them. Now, this is really important because one year we decided we were going to try the worm composting because I, I really wanted to be able to enjoy all of the benefits of the worm composting because it takes so long to get enough soil from the vegetable composting. But I did not get a very large bin. I did not want to invest in this huge garbage can size bin. I just wanted to use what I had because you have to keep the worms in a temperature controlled area. They can't get like too cold and you also can't have them get, getting too hot. Uh, so you kind of have to keep them indoors. And you know, some people in my house didn't really like that idea, but we, we tried it. We put them in our, um, in our mechanical room. And um, pretty soon, those worms showed how unhappy they were. And uh, I would come in in the morning, and there would be worms all over our uh, deep freezer on the top. And even some on the walls, if you can believe it. It was so gross. Oh, I couldn't believe it. Ooh, I would have nightmares about like worms crawling all over the place because they escaped. It was horrible. So if you're going to do that, make sure you have a large bin and, and make sure that even though you're getting them air, that the holes are tiny and you have a good screed. I just did not do it properly. And um, that's my story as a warning to you that if you're going to do that, make sure you invest in the right equipment. So we just kept doing the vegetable composting. And that ended up turning out just fine. So um, for vegetable composting, all you need is some kind of little pail that you keep in your house so that you could just put the peels and stuff in there. And then, of course, a larger outdoor space where you're going to put the uh, all of them after you collect your day's peelings. So I would collect uh, the vegetable scraps and I would take them to the outdoor bin. It can be a store-bought kind of bin with vents in the sides and a moving door so you can collect the compost out of the bottom of it. And of course, you know, a lid with a flap so you can put the stuff in the top. Or you don't have to go that far. You could just make one yourself with a bunch of two-by-fours and um, just have like a big wooden box outside. And that works too. Some people even just have a big heap. And that works. So it doesn't have to be anything fancy. You see, everybody could do this. It's it, everybody with some outdoor space, that is. So um, if you live in an apartment, maybe not. <laughs> but um, it's pretty easy to do. The only downside is that, yes, you do have to have an outdoor space. And it does take some time, as I said. So I talked about scraps and stuff. 
So what do you put in your compost bin and what should you not put in your compost bin? So when you are, um, when you're putting things, you're collecting things for your compost bin, basically uh, the stuff that goes in your vegetable bin are vegetable peels, spent coffee grounds, tea, spent uh, spent tea, but um, take the little strings off of the bags if you're going to put those in there. And don't put those little fancy silk bags in there because they just won't break down. That doesn't work real well. You can put uh, old dried flowers in there and grass clippings, um, almost any kind of vegetable matter. Never, ever, ever put animal products in your compost bin. No old cheese, no meat scraps, um, no waste from your animal's cage. Do not put those things in your bin um, because they attract vermin and they will not break down properly. They attract a different kind of bacteria that uh, is not the same as the bacteria that break down the vegetables. So you want to keep those things out. The only animal-related thing that is allowed in your vegetable compost bin are eggshells. And those need to be crushed up real nice because they don't actually break down. They just kind of leach calcium into the soil because the soil is always slightly acidic. And if you've done those little homeschool experiments, you know, where you put the egg in the um, jar of vinegar and you kind of see how the eggshell disintegrates. Uh, you you kind of get the picture of how a slightly acidic soil would help the eggshell to just leach some of that, that calcium into the soil very slowly. Um, the other things that you don't want to put in your compost bin are seeds, weeds, diseased, seeds, weeds, diseased, <laughs> and no citrus peels, garlic, or onion. Okay, so no seeds, no weeds, and no diseased plants. Um, and why is that? Uh, well, if you put seed things with seeds in there, guess what? You're making soil, and so you just planted a seed in the soil, and you'll start having plants growing in your bin. And then if you put weeds in there, well, the weeds may be starting to decompose, but, you know, I don't know about you, but I've tried, uh, I tried killing weeds, and sometimes the weeds make a comeback and you just want to be sure that you're not inadvertently putting weed seeds or partial pieces of weed roots in your compost because then when you use the compost, you might end up with a bunch of weeds growing in it. And then of course, diseased plants. If even though they're dead, the diseased part may still live and then you end up giving diseases to your um, to your good plants that you're growing. So um, you don't want that either. So just keep those things in mind when you're putting the stuff in your bin. Now, the other thing that you want to remember is that whenever you put 
any of the things I just mentioned, those would be called your green pile. So the green things are your fresh, wet kind of stuff. Whenever you put that in there, you want to balance it with some dry brown kind of stuff. And we're talking about uh, old uh, dead leaves that you may collect from the fall. We're talking about uh, shredded paper or shredded newspaper, uh, dried grass. So you have the fresh grass clippings that you can put in there, but you also have dried grass clippings that you can put in there. So you, you need to balance the the green with the brown. Uh, so to help you remember and uh, be able to keep track of that better, I do have a printable available on my show page with the show notes at crunchychristianpodcast.com. And um, you just go to the link there and it will have a printable that will give you a very clear idea of what goes in what category and will help you remember a handful of this and a handful of that. And then, you, you know, they, you mix them up together, break them down really well. And um, within a year or so, you will have compost. So start now with this year. And the next time you go to plant, you will have some compost that you can mix into your soil for your plants. That's what I have today for you about composting. Please go to my show page at crunchychristianpodcast.com, as I said, so you can get the, your printable and, um, and get some other resources related to this. Don't forget the healthy habits tracker that you can get at julienaturally.com. And you can connect with me on Facebook at Julie Naturally. Bye for now. I'll see you next week when we talk more about gardening. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Show notes for today's broadcast can be found at crunchychristianpodcast.com. Hit the subscribe button now so you can join me next week. Until then, remember all you need is God, people, and growing things. God bless.